0: Welcome to Average Joe's Gaming Podcast with your host, Joe. Season 2, Episode 8, Interview with Adam Collins from Bearded Borg. Every month, Unboxing Game is giving away $1,000 worth of board games, and I am going to go over the multiple ways you can enter, how it works, and what you can win. First, let's go over the multiple ways you can enter. There are three ways you can get entries. You can sign up for one of their membership programs and get automatic entries every single month, as well as other benefits such as VIP gift cards to their online store and automatic entries into all of their single game board game giveaways. The VIP gift card is a member benefit I want to go over in a little more detail. Every month you are an active VIP member, you will receive a VIP gift card up to $15, depending on your membership level. So let's say you are a platinum VIP member and get a $15 VIP gift card. You can use that card on anything you want on their site. Such as this amazing shirt I am wearing. You can't see it, but it still looks amazing on me. Now, for the best part, any unused balance carries over from month to month and is added to your new VIP gift card you get each month. The second way you can enter is by shopping at their store, unboxandgame.com. You can pick up some board game merchandise from them and get one entry for every $1 you spend. A few examples are shirts, pins, stickers, even drink coasters. Lastly, you can mail in an entry. Details are in the official rules. Now let's discuss how this sweepstakes works. Every month after the drawing period ends, all entries are sent to a third party sweepstakes administrator who makes sure all entries are eligible and then randomly selects a winner. Next, Unboxing Game notifies the winner, who then gets a $1,000 gift certificate to Cool Stuff, Inc., Cardhouse, or Game Nerds. Then the winner goes on a $1,000 shopping spree at one of these online stores, picking up $1,000 worth of board games of their choice. Finally, Unboxing Game does the whole thing over again next month. So what are you waiting for? Get your entries in today and secure your chance to win. Uh, so I am here with Adam Collins from Bearded Board Games, Hello. the man behind fences.
1: Yep, one of the one of the two.
0: All right. So I'm, I'm uh, the
1: face. I have the better beard. So there we go. Like, yeah, I do. I do these because I have the better beard of the two of us.
0: So why don't you tell us, like, so your Kickstarter? Uh, I've talked about a few times on the podcast. Uh, I have never come across a company that has completely reput out their game before. Further backers. So, uh, tell me a little bit about that.
1: So, yeah, we, um, try to keep everything local here in the uh, States. Uh, we partnered with a company, uh, a print company that were making their own games, uh, on a smaller scale. And we partnered with them and we put out uh, a first round, um, if you will. And shortly after the first run went out, we discovered that a lot of the uh, tiles were not lining up so in a tile laying game when the tiles aren't lining up it makes the game not look as nice and not you know and not work as well so we canceled our order with that company and then we parted with a you know a chinese manufacturer which we didn't want to do but at this point we were already months behind and uh we'd rather put out a product that was better and worked than continue down the road of shoddy components that just didn't do the game justice didn't do our backers justice so we redid it all uh with a company out of china which then (laughs) which at this point now which is a matter of compounding problems uh we turned around and then now the game we the original game weighed less than a pound the new game weighed almost two pounds.
0: Oh, yeah, it was hefty.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah, it was – I mean, for lack of a – it was dense. Um, you pick that up, you, you know you're getting a full game in that, in that box. Um, it was just, I mean, jammed in there.
0: Oh, yeah, the five, six-player expansion just barely fit. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. Uh, so, actually, it was so tight that one of the guys in our office who bought it, he couldn't shake it out of the bottom of the box – you had to get a pocket knife up in there to wedge it out. Oh, geez. That's a tight fit. Um, but uh, then, like I said, it weighed two pounds, or just shy of two pounds. So we lost money shipping every one of them. We lost between 3 and $5 uh, dollars per game um, that we shipped out, which was like 300 games, 325 games. So, um, yeah. So now – but we got a good quality game out there now. The components are nice. The the wood hen houses are fantastic. The- okay,
0: so that was my other question is what was the with the change between the wooden and the it was like acrylic or something yeah, like that? So
1: the acrylic ones, um, when we were working with the company out of here in the States, they were more of a paper company. So we did we bought the components, the the hen houses ourselves, uh, out of the game crafter actually, out of Wisconsin. Oh, okay. And they offered them only in acrylic. They were moving, if you go to their site now, they offer very few things still in wood. Most of their stuff all so moving to acrylic. But when we moved to the company in China, he was like, hey, if we do this out of acrylic, it's going to cost like, I want to say it was like a dollar something more per game. And we're like, well, we'd rather <laughs> because the wood's more, the feel we were going for. Mm-hmm. And so to go back to wood for cheaper, we were like, excellent. That's the way we really wanted to go. Uh, the game cra- crafter actually canceled the wood during our campaign.
0: Oh, wow.
1: And they're like, well, we can still do an acrylic. And we're like, I guess. I mean, yeah. That wasn't, that wasn't the intention. So, uh, but yeah, we uh, we got it done. Everything's out. Um, a few people were, were happy and a few people were mad. And, but when you have like 400 backers, you, you can't please everybody.
0: No, you can't. And I, I know you're getting a lot of flack about it, but – I got to say, I mean, you guys went above and beyond. I mean, most, most companies are just like, well, we put the game out. I mean, there you go. You've got the game. That's everything we said we were going to do. But you guys like, no, okay, this is unacceptable. We're going to come back. We're going to bring you a bigger, better game. And this is, well, wow. I think
1: a lot of it was, uh, you know, we were trying to run a, a good company. And we were trying to, we have other games that we're trying to put out. And we have other products we're trying to get out there and we didn't want that game to reflect us uh we weren't happy with it it didn't come out the way we wanted it to a couple of people reviewed it on uh board game geek and they weren't happy with the quality and actually a couple of the people they were backers um we shipped the new copy they went back to board game geek and adjusted their uh review so nice yeah um we were happy with that, and so like I said we're happy with what's out there now um it's definitely a higher quality product than the original and the the quality management around it is a lot better so
0: yeah it's it's one of my favorites. i love tile placement games so that the tile laying i love it it's uh it's a cool game and it's easy to get yourself? to the table what's that
1: you always play as yourself
0: well I have to i mean it's <laughs> bring it out i can't let anybody else be farmer joe
1: no i obviously not i mean the cowboy hat and the sunglasses just make the character make
0: right it. i mean it, the worst part of that was uh uh like 15 years ago when i took that picture <laughs> so i mean it is it's been a while but when Mine when i was
1: actually a cell phone snapshot right there <laughs> meeting with the artist. Uh, we were meeting with the artist at a at a uh a restaurant and over some beers and he was like well, I'll give you an idea of what I can do. And he's like, snap. And I'm like, and that was me. So nice. Scott Collins was like, snap right there. Just boom. So, No prep time at do. all.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> we had a good time with that. Um, they had a lot of good names, a lot of funny people. Um, so yeah, when he showed up at the Geekway booth, I'm like, oh man, this is great.
0: Yeah, so, it was the first time anybody's ever wanted to take their picture with me, so... <laughs>
1: Nobody ever wants to see their picture with me, so I might as well get both of us in the same Yeah,
0: picture. exactly. I got my picture with you, and it's like, I, this guy made this game. I mean, and yeah. all right.
1: It was great. It was great. So,
0: so and yeah. you not only redid your game, but you also put a little surprise in there, an expansion, Seasons.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, we uh, – that was one of the um, expansions we'd already tested. Uh, we have a big expansion pack coming, um, hopefully out later this summer. Um, but, yeah, so we threw Seasons in there. Um, as part of an apology and uh, it's a little uh, expansion where it adds different ways uh, of scoring the game. Um, You set them up at the beginning, you can play with one or two um, and it can change dramatically how things can score, uh, which could also affect which farmer you pick and that kind of thing. So yeah, we threw that in there. Um, Again, we ordered that from Game Crafter. So while the game was being made over in China, we were getting these from Wisconsin and they came in, a big stack so we had to go through and sort all those out oh wow that was fun
0: like you didn't have enough to do as it is <laughs> right.
1: exactly. exactly all right
0: so your newest kickstarter is completely different
1: yeah so uh a couple years ago i guess it's been well two two years ago um a bunch of my friends at work that i, I board game every day at lunch and so a couple of my friends at work and then one of my best friends who was also a big board gamer, they were all uh, pregnant. And so I handmade all these onesies. And then at Geekway last year, I noticed there's a lot of people carrying babies around. And uh, so I don't carry mine around. I leave her at home with the wife. The wife doesn't really want to go to the, the whole thing. So she stayed behind with the baby. And but I, there was a lot of people there with babies. And so now this year, uh, a lot of my coworkers again are pregnant. Some different, so for the first time, some uh, are pregnant for the second time. And instead of trying to hand make all these onesies, I decided that this time around we'll just uh, we'll mass produce some uh, future board gamer onesies. So uh, my daughter is 15 months. Um, she's on the she's in the Kickstarter video actually, um, in her onesie. And then Tim's daughter is six months old seven months old now and so she's down down in the if you scroll through the uh the campaign so
2: both our daughters
1: are you know showing off the future board gamer onesies um so we're hoping that that'll kind of be something fun we're gonna print them up take them to conventions sell them there
0: and that uh they're available in different sizes
1: yep we have uh three six twelve and eighteen Maybe nines in there,
0: um, and then uh, so you're gonna take these conventions. So, if...
1: uh, so Geekway is definitely the next one we're gonna hit. Uh, that was coming up in uh, middle of June this year, uh, and then we're looking at definitely trying to hit uh, Game Fest Midwest or Midwest Game Fest. I forget which order those two words go in. Out mm-hmm. in Kansas City, um, and then we were gonna go to Origins this year, except it's back to back weekends with Geekway, so can't be gone two weekends in a row. Yeah. And um, like we were talking before, kind of created a small alliance through some other small St. Louis manufacturers. So I don't know where some of those guys are going to be. We're going to try to hit um, a a lot of the ones in the like a five hour driving radius right now and then try to expand out beyond that. Hopefully this fall, maybe hit some. uh, Here you got one coming up later this year.
0: (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, October. Well, that's uh, about eight and a half or so from St. Louis.
1: That'll that'll be a drive. may have to use an airplane for that one.
0: Well, I, I drive that. Uh, my parents live in Two Rivers, Wisconsin, so that's just a, a one-day drive for me, eight and a half hours. So I'm pretty used to it. It's like Geekway, that's put on Alexa, and she talks to me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, you, I, get a, I get a lot of uh, audio booking in, that's for sure
0: yes yeah if you don't have somebody to talk to it makes it a very long trip and there's a little bit of dozing involved so you gotta gotta stay talking is the yeah, key
1: yeah i mean yeah i mean between uh, phone calls and uh, a good audiobook i'm usually pretty pretty well set for the for a good drive
0: so but, you guys uh, <clears throat> you you mentioned you're working on expansions for fences yeah, so
1: fences um yeah we got I i can't even remember how many we're up to now um We've got a bunch of expansions coming out. It'll add some of, them. a lot of, them will add new tiles. Uh, we we'll add a, we add a whole new animal. We got chickens coming in. Nice. Um, then we've got uh, one that's males, so we got a, you know, the bull, a ram, and a boar coming in uh, on their own tile. And then we've got a couple other ones that are just different tokens that you kind of place out on the board. They have different effects depending on how. Where they're placed and how they're placed. So we've got a good expansion pack. The funny thing about it is, it's going to be about the same amount of materials as the the base game. Uh, Tile wise, we're a little low, like little little less tiles. But man, there's a lot of. I mean, there's hay bales, there's tractors, there's foxes. Um, So heavy into the theme. Uh, Yeah, there's going to be a lot coming out in that expansion pack
0: so what are you hoping to hit kickstarter on that
1: so the goal for that one um right now is we'd like to get out before geek way but i just don't see that hitting our timeline so it'll probably be more like july or august when that one will hit
0: okay
1: Uh, tim and i are actually thinking about putting our beards up uh, as a stretch goal that if uh, we hit a certain level uh, we will shave off our beards. We'll oh, wow. I haven't seen my chin since like 2012. Um, we'll shave off our beards. Uh, we'll take a video of them coming off and then post a picture every day of them growing back.
0: Wow. That's uh, that's dedication, man, because uh, I can tell you right now, I know what this looks like under here, and it's not coming off.
1: I, I'll be, like I said, I, I dug back through pictures. I had to go all the way back to twenty twelve to find me without a beard. Wow. And uh before that it was like two thousand nine.
0: Well, and let me recommend something. If you shave, make sure your kids are watching you because they freak.
1: Yeah, my well my son my son I don't think it would really bother him as much, but my daughter being fifteen months, um she'll be close to two years when that happens, but she does, she kinda uses it as a security blanket. Mm-hmm. So um yeah. That'll be something else. I, I got a good buddy of mine's a barber uh, in downtown St. Louis. So we're just going to go down to his place and just let him just take it off. Ooh. So, so we'll I, see, that'll be a fun one to, to see if we can fund that high. Uh,
0: <laughs> yeah. I shaved uh, quite a while back. I mean, one of my kids was really little and I came out and wouldn't even come near me. Yeah. So I
1: mean, it changes the shape of your head.
0: Yep. It's like, I don't know you you stranger <laughs> danger. <laughs>
1: Exactly. I don't know this guy.
0: Yeah, it gets it gets weird. Yeah. So, got to keep the hair. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, you got to try keep things as, as
0: uh, Ooh, same- stretch goal is we glue it all back on your face. Ooh. Yeah.
1: <laughs> sounds uh, sounds painful as it starts to peel back off.
0: Well, there's that. Yeah. All right, so you've got uh, – you're working on the expansions for Fences. You're doing the, the Kickstarter for the onesies right now. Yep. Is there any other games that are rolling?
1: Yeah, so we've got uh, a game right now. Well, the next game was supposed to be until the uh, financial crisis of the first uh, first game. Um, was a worker placement game called Under Construction. Uh, con- obviously, it's a construction-themed worker placement game with um, – there's an element, so it's got a market. So you're trying to build things. And then get to market to sell them but every time somebody sells it the value decreases and so it's a game of when to go when to not go you know do i go to market and sell one or two right now or do i try to hold off and get three or four and then go sell like a whole bunch of money at once and then the, the price comes down so every time it comes down though you know they're worth less so you could end up if you wait too long you could end up with this whole bunch of stuff that's not you can't even sell and you gotta throw them all away and start over again
0: cool uh when are you planning on uh next year release for uh, that?
1: well it depends on uh how well the expansions for fences goes but i don't i just don't think we'll be able to get artwork together this year so but 2021 we'll be able to probably kick that one out we got another game that's kind of uh I don't want to call it a retheme but it's a, a whole different take on fences where they're dinosaurs.
0: Nice then,
1: yeah <laughs> so you're trying to hem in dinosaurs like Jurassic Park and but you gotta but then there'll be uh, herbivores and carnivores and they can be in the same pen and it depends on the value as the you know do the omnivore or do they do the herbivores win? out in the battle because there's enough of them to kind of equalize or the, the carnivores eat all of them and the, the scoring mechanism different on that because you'll have two different um, different things to place in there whether you're going to back the so instead like no, normal pile placement games only one person can be in the structure right? Mm-hmm. Like Carcassonne you can't go into an already claimed field or uh, castle fences if somebody's already in the field you can't just place right into it but with this game, if somebody's already gone into the field and claimed the uh, herbivores, you can put carnivores into the field and then claim the carnivore side, and then you guys can be battling it out, trying to figure out, who, you know, trying to get supremacy in that field before it closes. Or as with fences, somebody else would like close it on you and for, you know to force somebody to win or lose at that point. So we'll have a little bit of uh, <laughs> a little bit more take that in this game. Cause you can put more carnivores in there and eat all the uh, herbivores and the person's out all the points. Cause you win that, that farm. So um, then we got another game. that has been, um, which is supposed to be our third game. Uh, like I said, a lot of this all took a change uh, after. the. Fantasy. Now,
0: before you go into the third game, the second one, now are you going to do create your own character in that one?
1: <laughs> I, I don't know yet. Uh, we had to see how the points start, how the points start funneling out. Do we need to manipulate anything? Um, but if we do, um, I'm sure I'm sure we can count on at least one person to want to be in the I, game. I would
0: say, yeah, the, the answer is always yes. Yes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but, uh, yeah, definitely. It um, came out with fences because we needed something to kind of help separate us a little bit farther from Carcassonne, and it gave us a way to kind of involve the backers and bring them into the, the uh, campaign. And then, all you know, it was very successful for us. We started off with the idea of selling, like, I think it was 11 or 12, and we ended up selling 33. Wow. We just kept expanding it and expanding it and expanding it, and finally, Tim was like, I, I got no more combinations. We have to stop at 33. So, actually, in the uh, expansion pack, Tim's going to be an unlockable uh, stretch goal character where uh, his powers are going to be, if you choose Tim, you, you get the power, the top power of the person to one side and the bottom power of the person to the other side. So it could be a very powerful character or a very weak character, depending <laughs> on the combinations of the people you're sitting between.
0: Nice. Yeah.
1: So we decided we're going to make Tim an unlockable character uh, in the expansion pack. So that'll be fun. Uh, same artist is back. Uh, Andrew Saul Wasser, he did a great job with the artwork and fences. Uh, we were really happy with it. So.
0: Oh, yeah, it was spot on.
1: Uh, I, we really liked it. Um, so glad that he came. He agreed to come back to do the expansions for us. Um, we got a space theme two, well we got a space theme game that we're working on right now. It's in play testing at lunch. Our co-workers are getting tired of play testing it. <laughs> That's how you know you're close you're close to being done. Yep. They, they're, they're tired of playing it, but um, it's actually um, a, it's kind of so an ambigram. things look the same upside down mm-hmm. So we took the idea of it. Uh, Tim had an idea for two different games. We' got to mash them into one. The title of the game is going to be an ambigram, so you can whichever way you put it on your shelf we will say the name of the game, one of the games.
0: Kind of like Flip Ship.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and uh, it's going to come in a, in a cube, so you can put it on your shelf. In any oh, nice. Yeah. We're, we're, and uh, we're just trying to figure out <laughs> – the problem with the, this game is it, it plays really fast through the first two-thirds of the game, and the last third of the game takes forever. And we got to figure out a way to, like, force everybody together at the end. And then um, probably the big, like a big flagship game that we've got, we've had in the works for a long time. Um, right now, I think we're calling it Seven Seas. It was Pirates, then it was Pirate Battles, and I think we're on to Seven Seas now. Um, but it's a, it's a pretty, it's going to be a big game. Uh, by far, the biggest game Bearded Board Games is going to put out. Um, so it's a space, or uh, space, it's a pirate battle game with hexagons that make up make up the board and they can be rotated and so that the different islands are different places every time you play deck building game so there's you know a big giant deck of cards and you're developing a deck of cards to move your boats around and you can upgrade your boats and buy more boats and you're trying to blow up everybody else's boats around the board so it's kind of a then if you engage then it becomes you know the sea battle um it's going to have a, you know, 3D presence on the board or, yeah, on the table. Uh, it's going to be a big – it's a big game. We, we've been – you know, we're ready for it, but we know it's just – it's too far down the, down the way for us right now. Um, we want to keep supporting fences and kind of our smaller games and getting them ready to go out um, before we, we, we decided to tackle – this game, in case something like Fences happens, we need a little bit of a nest egg.
0: <laughs> no, nothing wrong with that. You got to start somewhere. Yeah. And I see you guys got a solid game, so.
1: Yeah, the, the game, Seven Seas, um, we're, we're really excited for it. Uh, maybe I'll bring it to Geekway and we'll play after hours some night.
0: Yeah, definitely. Uh, so, the game that you do have out right now, Fences, okay. where can people get it if they're not going to conventions?
1: So, uh, beardedboardgames.com then there's a shop there um, and you can buy it off there. If you're into print and play, um, we have a print and play option on our site or um, then, I mean, that's where we have it hosted, but we're also partnered up with PNP arcade. Okay. Um, And so it's on PNP arcade for the print and play version. Um, That would, I mean, people really get into print and play. I didn't know it was such a huge market.
0: Yeah. If you have the time for it, it's, it's fun, but.
1: Oh man, I could not imagine cutting out cause I did it. So I can't imagine, I can't yeah. imagine cutting out all of our tiles, the 84 tiles, but man, uh, we had a lot of people back at that level and um, you know, people really like it. So, I mean, the print play is cool. We posted that uh, on our shop at beardedboardgames.com. And that's also where we'll put up the onesies uh, as well and uh, make them available there. So They'll be available at conventions and then on our site. So, oh, the other thing that happened just before we, we got on uh, on this call here, uh, beer Board Games' Facebook page hit 100 likes today. Nice. Yeah. I think that puts us in the Century Club, which I'm sure, you know, for us it's a big deal. We finally, hey, you know, we every 100
0: a- you get a big deal.
1: Yeah, we hit a milestone. So we're at 100 likes.
0: That is awesome. Yeah
1: yeah we're we're happy with where we're at and where we're going um looking forward to geekway here in a couple uh, months you know really happy with you know wanting to get the onesies you know like to get some more backing on that get that kind of beefed up i like to see it in red and blue but we'll see um but we'll you know that's where we're right now is on the the onesies and then we'll have the expansions hidden for uh, fences and that might wrap out 2020 and then 2021, hopefully we'll be able to really get that ball rolling and get two or three games out next year.
0: That's cool. So you've got the board games, you've got the clothing line, and last but not least, there's a podcast.
1: <laughs> yeah. So my podcast is going to be called Eat Lunch and Board Game. Um, I've already I've already locked down my first guest. Um, his name's Joe. Um, might be talking to him right now.
0: Oh yeah, I know that guy.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's a, he's a pretty decent, he's a pretty decent guy.
0: He's not real great looking, but he loves being in board and games. My
1: podcasts are great because yeah. you, can hide your, you can hide behind it. Yes. I got a, I got a face made for radio, man. Um, so the e Board Game podcast had to be put on a little bit of a hold. Um, I had a plan of having my daughter. She's got her own little piano. She likes to bang on the keys. I was going to record that as my opening theme music, just this cacophony of, you know, keys. And then she decided to break her wrist. So oh. she was in a <laughs> – If if you had told me that my 15-month-old was going to break a bone before my seven-month-old wild child of a son, I would have uh, laughed at you, but that's what happened. So she just got out of her cast. Um, You can see her in the cast, actually, on our campaign video for the onesies. She's she's actually wearing her onesie with this big old cast on her arm. Um, So now I'm going to try to get that recorded this weekend and get it up um the first one but yeah it's going to be um where i kind of review games based on their lunchtime playability um now some of the games i'm going to review i know aren't playable at lunch they're just fun games to play you know i like i love games like my my niche market's the 45 minute to an hour right i love those games um there's nothing wrong with games that go longer than that but for lunch hour that's really kind of my thing so that's how we're going to kind of look at the game. Like you know, it's a fun game. These are you know, this is how it works. This is how easy it is to explain. This is the component quality, uh, the level of, you know, is it a hard game, a medium game, an easy game, that sort of thing. And then you know, can you get it in in the lunch hour? Is kind of the idea of it. So, good guests lined up. Get some of their favorite, you know, games that take less than thirty minutes. Games that take less than an hour. And then what's your favorite? game you can only play one game what is it <laughs> yeah so, so start thinking on that one
0: yeah I don't, you see this behind me i mean
1: I, I do i do would you believe me if i told you i'm trying to minimize my games i'm trying uh, to shrink my games down
0: i think you're crazy
1: <laughs> I, I might be but at the same time uh you know i'm trying to avoid having to build custom shelves like that right now I think, <laughs> I have no custom shelves for all my DVDs. And, yeah, this is a uh, custom
0: room, so I, I'm not allowed in the house. I started to take over a little bit of that, and I got yelled at.
1: There you go. At least, at least you know. Yeah. At least you know. So
0: now I have to I, – I get where you're at. I mean, I have to start trimming down my collection because now I bring in more stuff, and I don't have a place to put it.
1: <laughs> yeah. No, I'm – and so – but I also find that uh, I'm playing less uh, games repeatedly you'll mm-hmm. we'll play a game two or three times and then it just kind of goes on my shelf and you know that's the, the joke right there's how many games up on kickstarter every week oh i know <laughs> and that's just kickstarter. and i back half of them right <laughs> i mean i got so many we could talk about kickstarter backing oh
0: that's bad it's an you addiction got great,
1: i got that great meme that says, you know has a guy watering the yard and his wife says, hey, we got to talk about this Kickstarter thing on the uh, credit card. And the, the, the bottom half of the meme is, like, this giant swampland. The guy just staying there still watering. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I, I can relate a little bit. Yeah, yep. yeah
1: right? Uh, yeah, I just had uh, one go off this morning. And then uh, a couple more are still out there. I still got a couple more that I haven't received yet. I got a couple mm-hmm. in last week. Um, so, Yeah. <laughs>
0: It's it's frustrating because you back them and then you still got a bunch that you're waiting for and some of them are super duper late and then other ones is like oh, I'll back these guys you know I've already backed three games from them I've got every one of them that's a it's a guaranteed deal so
1: that's that's the thing man like, and that's why I got into the P and P arcade man just so I like I said I love short games that I can play in a lunch hour but I like the ones that are like really like obscure and kind of complicated. Um, so I got this game I'm obsessed with, uh, Universal Rule. It's a game by Buttonshy. Oh, man. They got it on PNP, and I'm like, I mean, it's only $8, and I get <laughs> all of it, and I printed it all off, and, you know, color printer and everything. I laminated it all real nice and then cut it all up, and we play the heck out of that game. And it takes about 40 minutes to play, and I'm like, this is, this is where I get in trouble, you know, like PNPR, that's well, only a dollar. Yeah. I had to go buy a whole like card box to hold all my games. It only cost me a dollar, you know, yeah. it's like all full of games. Um, yeah. That's, you know, I'm like you, it's like, well, I backed this guy's other three games. Like, why not back his fourth game? And yeah. you're, waiting, you're waiting on the fourth game. The fifth game comes up. You're like, I mean, why not?
0: Yeah, I believe uh, Tiny Epic Games is kind of like that. It's like, well, I just backed that. Oh, they got another one. We just ended this campaign. Let's go ahead and do that.
1: Yeah, actually, the first one I missed in a long time was Dinosaurs. I didn't back Dinosaurs. Oh. I backed Tactics. Um, I backed Mechs. But I was very disappointed with Mechs.
0: And I have not played it yet. I, I backed the, the Tactics. Um, and then I lost it in my game room, believe it or not. <laughs> Still cannot find it.
1: I, I, can't, I can't imagine how you'd lose it back there,
0: man. Yeah.
1: That's, you need to get the tiny epic uh, briefcase. Bad. Right?
0: Yeah. Yeah. If only I had that. But I have a stack of tiny epic games, and I think I've only played like three or four of them. But I keep I, buying them because it's like, well, I have to have them all.
1: But see, that's just it. Like, you know, we, we play them at work. They do usually take right about that one hour that one hour mark yeah which is which is great um tiny bit quest is hands down my favorite hands down I, I love that game um but you end up with like you know like you said you you back one then the next one's up and then you back it and so like i was tiny bit zombies oh man it was so fun but once you play it a couple times it it's not that complicated and so we're like eh but i'd already backed tiny epic mechs and i'm like people going inside mechs awesome right that combat system was just not there and it it wasn't that great And, and it's like i'd already backed tiny epic uh tactics at the time and so when tiny Epic dinosaurs came up i was like i just i gotta i gotta i gotta pull the plug i gotta i gotta wait
0: you know, yeah, I wasn't that impressed with tactics either. I mean, the,
1: I haven't played it yet. Um, it seems like it's very complicated.
0: It's overly complicated for a very simplistic game. Because yeah. once you actually play through it, it's a super simple game.
1: I just, there's so many rules to get it started.
0: Yeah, there are. And it, once you disregard all of that, it's basically just, I'm going to move my guys to the uh, areas with the flags and I'm going to have majority and then I'm going to win the game.
1: Let's see, the so. problem with mechs is it's the same way. Like, once once the you, you land in, so it's a, a programming game, right? Right. So I don't know where you're going. You don't know where I'm going. And I'm trying to anticipate landing in the same space as you. Mm. And then when we do, we go into battle. But then it's kind of like a paper, rock, scissors type thing. Yep. So, like, I play paper and hit you. Well, then you play scissors and hit me.
0: Oh, and no, no, no. Right? I just dodge and then plasma cannon you to the face.
1: Yeah, I mean if yeah. that was option that would be way better. Because <laughs> that's what happens. is like you go into the battle. I can see what weapons you have. You can see what weapons I have. So we yep. know as soon as we enter the square, who's going to win the battle. Yeah, we have to play it out and then you move on. And right. It's like, that was that was it. And so I haven't like I haven't got tactics at the table yet. I like the 3D nature of it. I think. One thing I like about those games is they, they keep pushing the envelope of what you can fit in this, this box.
0: Right. Well, the biggest thing and with everything, tactics everything was, was the playmat. mat. Uh, I was not a fan of that. Uh, it was just like a um, uh, just piece of cloth, and you yeah. unroll it, and then you've got the, the, the 3D terrain, which is awesome, but then you've got this really cheesy playmat. That was that was my biggest yeah. problem with the game. Pieces and everything were were awesome because I mean that's just what they okay. do. But the the playmat.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I'm looking back on dinosaurs. I wish I would have backed it. Um, I'll probably end up buying it because, like you said, I got all the other ones. What?
0: Right. <laughs> like, See, yeah. I, I, now I'm starting to learn that you're just a sucker, just like I am. So
1: oh, yeah, yeah. And I mean, there's another company I back all their games, and I'm like, man. I don't even get get them played half the time. They just kind of start piling up, and I'm like, I should stop backing them. Yeah, like oh, they got another game, and you
0: know, yes, that's exactly what happens. I've got a few that I hit to the table pretty regularly, but other than that, it's just like, okay, well, I've got another new game, and I've got 15 new games that came in this week. So let's try to play one of those. And I think I'm at like 10 percent of my collection played.
1: Yeah, I mean i I whittled mine down, and I think I've played everything. You I mean, got a couple games I haven't played, like two,
0: three. My what heart goes out to you. I feel bad that you've got those two or three games you haven't played.
1: <laughs> I mean, like, but one of them I've had forever. Um, Star Trek Panic. I don't even know if you can get that game anymore.
0: Are you kidding me? The game is great.
1: I know. I played it. I've like I got at the table, got the, the ship on there. Yes. Read, read through the rules and started playing, but it took but it took so long to get to that point. Oh. And then nobody had wanted and then I just haven't played it since. Um, oh, but I haven't got that one played. I like I don't even think you can buy that anymore.
0: No, it is out of print. Um, yeah. You can find it every once in a while in a game shop because they haven't sold it yet. Um, but it is an awesome game. It, by far, my favorite panic game. I played the other ones. I have the other ones because I'm again a freak that I have to have all of them. <laughs> but it's awesome.
1: I was not a fan of Dead Panic. No. Okay? I, that game's a mess.
0: I, uh, I picked that one up. I was at the Source in Minneapolis, and they had it on the shelf for 10 bucks. I was like, all right, I don't have that one yet, so I'll, I'll grab it. Yeah. And it didn't have the rules in it, so I emailed the company. They sent them right out. And, uh, yeah, very lackluster.
1: <laughs> it's, it's fun once.
0: Yep. It was worth 10 bucks.
1: But that's why, like, with that one, there's so many ways you can – like, the game is so overly complicated because you can you can – because you keep putting the zombies back in the bag. Yeah. You could could end up never drawing the survivors to win the game. Yep. That happened one game. One game we were playing, we played it for like almost two hours, which is way too long for that game. We were all out of weapons. We had two survivors. We couldn't get the third one out. And we ended up dying. The third survivor never came out of the bag. If you don't get that third survivor to get that third piece of the radio, you can't win.
0: Yeah, that's (laughs) – Yeah. Definitely not my favorite of the Panic games. No, I say Star Trek's by far the my favorite.
1: I, I just love good old Castle Panic, man, with all the different expansions and add to it. Like I'm a huge, I'm a huge sucker for expansions, which will be a big oh. thing. Which will be a big thing in my podcast is games that have a whole bunch of expansions. Man.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, that's the thing is you get a great game like Fences, and they just add to it. You know, you just keep going after it.
1: It just gives you like replayability upon replayability. Totally. Upon replayability. And that, that, to me, is where, you know, that's another big thing in my podcast is the replayability. Is there a dominant strategy? Because if there's a dominant strategy, then the game's not a lot of fun. Yep. But that's where, like, with fences, um, one of my favorite play tests when we were playtesting it, is a buddy of mine that we were playing with, king of getting you tied up in your own field. King of it. And you'll never close it because the thing is so stupid big, right? Yep. So, I gave up. He tied... Three of my barns into the same field, so I spent the rest of the game doing nothing but closing everybody else's to the benefit of my power of my farmer profile. I came in third out of four. My only goal was don't Jeez. lose the game, don't come in last.
0: Well, mission accomplished.
1: And, that, and so that <laughs> let me know right then that the game, well, I obviously you, it's not balanced where you can ignore your own fields, but you still could not finish last if you just. If you just focused on your your player powers, and it was a really fun play test um, because the guy that you know he ended up in second, and the guy that ended up in last was like, "How did I end in last? I didn't." You have all of your people are tied up in one field, and you still didn't beat him. Like, yes, <laughs> but yeah, I, I'm a sucker for expansions, and that's why when Tim and I come up with a game, we try to try to come up with a game that stands on its own, but then has potential to be added on to and fences we got we got a bunch of good things coming for it um we're excited for it like i said we got the Is he's about 80 percent done with the artwork so we should be able to get uh the prototypes together here um probably in june which uh we're, we'll send you a prototype so you can um see how you like it get some feedback from you Ooh. before we go to before we go full bore all right get a review on it but yeah we're uh excited to be moving forward with fences like i said we got i mean like six games that we we've got at various stages we, we we posted that uh that bar chart i don't know if you saw that of all the different games in the various mm-hmm. stages and even that thing's out of date now and what is it like two months old yeah
0: that <laughs> uh, happens
1: we we've had games leapfrog, and then we've had other games that we just have, we, we have to wait.
0: Yeah. So we're
1: able to push forward with it. So that's the advantage of the Ambigram game is the artwork. Not going to be a whole lot of money. There's not a lot of artwork to it. So.
0: No, nah, sometimes it's nice. Just get a game out there. That's a solid game. And, you know, the artwork isn't what's supporting it. And it's just, it's a fun game. So.
1: Yep. Exactly. Well,
0: that's cool. Check out, obviously, the upcoming podcast.
1: Absolutely. I'll, I'll ping you when that's ready. All right. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, we'll be in touch. You can find us on Facebook, like us there. Be our 101st like.
0: There we go. Or 200 <laughs> or 1,000.
1: There All we right. 1,000. We'll, we'll, we'll multiply like rabbits.
0: Taking over the world with fences, one person at a time.
1: <laughs> one one person at a time. We'll get there, man.
0: You will. All right. Well, I appreciate you taking the time out and talking with us I, today. I
1: appreciate it, Joe. Thank you so much.
0: All right. Thanks.
2: for listening. Please follow us on these formats. Find us at Facebook at Average Joe's Gaming Podcast. Join our Facebook group of Average Joe's Gaming. Follow us at Instagram at Average Joe's Gaming Podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Hammerly Joseph. Find us on Reddit at Average Joe's Gaming. You can join our board game geek guild at Average Joe's Gaming. You can go to our website, AverageJoesGamingPodcast.com, and find all of our information. Check out our Extra Life tab, and feel free to join our Extra Life team by clicking on the Extra Life logo, which will take you to our team page. You can also listen to us on any of your favorite podcasting devices, such as Google Play Music, Amazon Alexa, iTunes, Spotify, and Stitcher thanks again for listening we appreciate all of your feedback if you wish to get in contact with us you can go to our website at averagejoesgamingpodcast.com and go to the contact us link or you can just email us directly at averagejoesgamingpodcast at outlook.com you can also message us on facebook twitter and on instagram thank you again for listening